Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I have the pleasure to be joined by... James Christian, House of Lords. It's great to be chatting this evening. In my humble opinion, Saints and Sinners is the melodic rock album of the year, and it's definitely what we need in these dark days. It's so uplifting. How pleased are you with the feedback so far to the tracks you have released? Well, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. We worked hard on this record. And um, a lot, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into producing, uh, writing. Um, the, the members, every, every man, band member in the group was responsible for something uh, one way or the other on the record. So it was a real team effort. Can you tell our listeners what to expect on release day on the 16th of September? I already know, but... <laughs> Well, I mean, the release, like you, know, like you said, the release date is September 16th. I know here in, in the States we'll have a little party and, uh, you know, kind of just get together with the people with the exception of um, Johan, who is in, is in Sweden. But um, we hope that the, the listeners, the House of Lords listeners who have been following us will appreciate that we took a little bit extra time on this one to incorporate some of the earlier versions, earlier inspirations. Um, you know, every band tries to warm uh, up themselves on every record that they do or try to improve or maybe update their sound, try something new. This time around, I looked back at the first three records we did and wanted to just take a look at what it was we were doing back then that made it so popular. And I learned a lot from it. Um, we we took away a lot of the keyboard influence on the more uh, current records. So I thought this might be the time to reintroduce that sound with uh, what we were doing with a blend of keyboards and guitars. And that seemed to really work for us. It gave us a fresh approach and a, and a better idea of, of what the record was going to sound like with the keyboards now that we had uh, Mark Mengold on the keys, who was an, an amazing keyboard player. It's absolutely brilliant. So, will you be releasing any more videos once the album's released? Well, we've, we've been talking about it. A lot of people have been uh, speaking of one song in particular. and we, we picked House of the Lord, and then we did a video, um, a music, sorry, a lyric video for Saints and Sinners. But everyone is uh, really hot on uh, Roll Like Thunder. So... We're thinking, and even the label is thinking, that it might be a good idea to do something with that song and give it some more momentum. But right now, the album is getting the momentum it needs from word of mouth. It's unbelievable how many people... We're already over 110,000 views on on the House of the Lord, and that's only been out for like a week and a half. Yeah, that's my favorite so track. It's, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's a lot of views, you know, considering... You know, the majority of our views would be more in the 50s and the 60s, so it has doubled. Yeah. And, you know, and that's we're talking about when it's been out for a year and a half, two years. So I'm expecting to this one to triple in view viewership. I reckon it will, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so next question is I'm a big fan of album covers. Which one from your 11 albums is your favorite cover? Yeah, you know, that's a tough one. I, I think I would go with um, the second one, which was Sahara. Um, there was just so much about that 
that cover that I loved. Uh, one being that that sword was a real, in other words, they didn't take a picture of a sword or do like a graphic design of a sword. Um, the, the guy that did the uh, photos was Glenn Wexler, who does everything, did everything for Geffen and a lot of the other major acts. So at that time, he wanted to have a sword built. So he had the sword custom built and he photographed it. So it was just so amazing to watch how that, how that cover came to life. The sword existed for many years. I had on my wall, loaned it to someone else just because they loved the sword so much and broke it. Never. So, oh. No, it's because it was not made of met. The uh, headstock was not made of metal. It was more like a clay. Right. If you know what I mean. Clay yeah. and then painting. Um, you've been with Frontiers a long time. I think it's over 11 years, isn't it? Isn't it? How yes, pleased yes. are you with their input over the years? Well, I mean, for let's let's put it this way. Melodic Rock has a small community that that's really you know the the music players i would say and they pretty much have that locked up i mean if you go anywhere else you're not going to get the attention you need because uh, they know how to market what they're doing now you can't you know you can't really go further out of the little circle because that's where melodic is right now melodic rock has its own universe and that's who we have to um, to appeal to. I would love to go outside of those realms, but if I did, there would be there wouldn't be on a Frontiers label because that's not what they do. But for 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 melodic rock, they are the people to go to. Absolutely. So, what are your plans for tour and festivals, and are there hopes to get over to Europe? This time around, we are, we've already got one festival in Wales, England, right. at the um, Hard Rock Hill. And we're going to make that the first gig. And so we're going to get over, have a few days to rehearse. Um, because this is a um, not a, a whole new band, but we've got um, Johan on drums. We've, you know, we've never done a whole set with Johan, just the music from Saints and Sinners. And then I have Mike, Mark Mangold, who doesn't travel without his keyboards. So that's another challenge because it is like, you know, half of a van yeah. putting all that stuff in there. So we have some work to do. And, I, you know, we talked about having keyboards there, but he's got some custom things. And uh, um, the B3 that he has in particular has been rewired and and made to sound just like, you know, like no other B3. So we have to use that equipment. So there's a lot of other, so it's going to have to be, if we play any clubs or, um, you know, smaller venues, it's going to have to make sense for us. So we're shooting for bigger festivals and places like Hard Rock Hell or um, Sweden Rock, um, things like that. Brilliant. So obviously yeah. with such a wide and very set list, it's going to be difficult, isn't it, to choose which tracks to play when you do play Hard Rock Hell? You, you know, this is the first time it will be because all the other times I kind of knew that the first three records are what people go to see because they're familiar. They heard, they've heard all those songs so many times on the radio. Um, Can't Buy My Way Home still gets played daily 
here in the, in the United States. So and in, and in Europe also, because I know from the royalties I get from um, performance royalties that it's still getting a lot of airplay in Europe. So, but this album, I would love to do at least six of the songs, you know, along with what we we do uh, in the rest of the set, which is going to be a challenge. Yeah, that'd be amazing. So yeah. Can you tell me what has been the most memorable show you've ever played with House of Lords? I know there's been many, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there was one incredibly memorable show, which was in Germany. I believe it was Berlin, and we played with um, Ozzy Osbourne. And um, there was a couple of other major acts, but Ozzy, because back then, you know, I was a fan, and that's the one I remembered. And I remembered it, that it was, I, I think, Mike my, my fifth gig my fifth or sixth gig with house of lords and i couldn't believe the amount of people that were in that room so it was mesmerizing um i totally got off on it was not afraid once i was out there the, the, the crowd was amazing and the atmosphere the vibe meeting and working with ozzy was was all just a dream come true for me glad you started out in the music industry when you did rather than today's fast world absolutely it's like you know it's like day and night um when we started there was a not not what i would say a pecking order but we all had to sort of sort of say pay our dues we started out in clubs we got our feet wet doing that then we started writing crappy songs that we wanted them to be great but they were you know pretty crappy in the beginning but you learn to write you learn to perform you learn what works live and then you go after the record deal you know that's the holy grail right there and it was a process that you know you had to do showcases you had to be seen there had to be a buzz uh and, and fast forward to 2022 you basically have to have a computer and uh, a software program and you can put out a record and you, uh, listen i'm happy for everyone that can do it i just know that i kind of preferred the way we did it because it left it where there were fewer people but when you got something it really meant something yeah totally can agree more so i want to ask you back about vinyl again so do you have a big vinyl collection and which is your most precious vinyl album I don't really have a big vinyl collection, I have to be honest. Uh, my wife, Robin, did. Right. And she still does, but we it's actually, we, we don't really ever listen to it. But she just has it because of all the years she was also in the music business. I basically CDs and, and cassettes. And, you know, some of the, my, well, I would say my number one um, cassette or CD is Night at the Opera. I, I mean... You know, it's just one of my favorite albums of all time, and probably one of my one of my favorite groups. I mean, Zeppelin was was the band I grew up with, and um, so I I learned their songs and and I know their you know their history very well. So I only had a few. There weren't many. Um, I was playing in cover bands, so I was doing everybody's you know music: Beatles, uh, Zeppelin, um, Journey. There were just so many of them and so many to choose from. There was a great era. Yeah. I mean, the, the time before I actually got a record deal 
and started playing music. I was I started when I was 16 and didn't get my first record deal till I was 30. So between that time, there was a lot of dues paying and uh, a lot of knocking on doors. And that's a whole nother story. But uh, the records I listened to were, were the same ones that I played live. Real. Okay. If one of the songs from Saints and Sinners could appear on a soundtrack film or TV series, which one would you choose? Uh, for soundtrack, uh, Road Warrior would go good for any biker movie because it's about uh, it's about speed. When you listen to the song and the tempo, it literally makes you want to drive as fast as you can or ride as fast as you can. I played it in my car one day, and I was listening, and I heard the whole full mix, and I literally was speeding because I thought, wow, this is driving. I mean, it's, to me, it's like the... Um, Born to be wild of 2022, and that you know, not to say it was born to be wild, but it reminds me of that feeling I got. And that song really uh, could be in any movie, and um, another one is a ballad called um, Avalanche, which you know, in movies there's always that ballad song or that's in the background playing when there's a broken heart or a man or a woman who's lost and trying to find their way. That would be the perfect song as well. Excellent. All right, so next one then. Can you tell me the most outrageous thing you've ever done in the name of rock and roll? Or are you not allowed? <laughs> well, I've done a lot of outrageous things. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to ever put that, put that out there. I've done some dumb things, so I guess I could go there. I, I you know, in the beginning um, of the first, like, month of my tour, I couldn't get the cities right. And so, you know, there was a time that, and, and we, were, we were touring with Cheap Trick at the time, and um, I would be in Cleveland, and I'd say, how you doing, Cincinnati? You know, so this happened a few times, and um, at that point, we, we were playing Chicago, in, um, we were playing Illinois, somewhere in Illinois, I can't remember what the name, Rockford, I think it was, and um, it was... It was um, Rick Nielsen's hometown, and uh, they put a big sign behind me that said, James, you're in Rockford, Illinois. So it was pretty funny because when it came, it actually was part of this House of Lords sign. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so can you give us four words to describe Saints and Sinners? The album, um, I, I would probably describe it as uh, um, a part of a part of the first album, the second album, and the rest here in 2022. I tried to me tried to meld the two together. When I say I, I mean myself, Jimmy Bell, Mark Mangold, and then uh, Johan on drums. The combination uh, really, really worked well. I can't say that it always it, it happened overnight because it didn't. We tried a few drummers. We tried. Uh, different keyboard players, but it worked out with Mark Mangold because he came from the same place. He worked with people that I, you know, like Michael Bolton, who I grew up with, or, you know, we played in the same clubs at that time. So we kind of had that same love of the same music. This is before he went Blue Eyed Soul yeah. and he was doing more like Blackjack and, and stuff like that. So Mark 
was just, you know, he stepped in and I told him what kind of key sounds I was looking for. And after three songs were written, three of which he didn't use, uh, he came up with the idea for House of the Lord. And when I heard it, I went, oh, my God, you nailed it. This is it. This is what I want, you know, for the theme of the record to be like. Every song doesn't have to be like House of the Lord, but that approach. So that was the benchmark uh, to for the rest of the album. I wanted it to have keys and guitars, not fighting against each other, but being very complimentary to each other and still keeping the sound heavy. I want to thank you so much for your time. Do you have any final words for your fans, our viewers, sorry, our listeners and viewers? Well, I'm all, only that to pick up the new Saints and Sinners record. Please look out for us. Uh, if you know we're playing at, at a venue near you, come out and see us. I'd love to see you. You can come up to me and say hello. We'll take photos. We'll talk about old times if we know each other. And if we don't, we'll get to know each other. <laughs>